Hey everybody, welcome back to the Sky Lounge Podcast, episode number 357, 90 Needy Balls, Bumpin' Sports Ball, and god damn it kids, there were a lot of bumping Sports Ball today, and yes, you all know that I am a huge fan of football, aka soccer, and we will be talking about the Euros on Wednesday's episode, but today we got some hockey to talk about. Stanley Cup final between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Montreal Canadiens. And in game one, yeah, the $100 million team won. Surprise, surprise. Now, people can talk about refs, all this good shit, but what I want to talk about personally is the fact that I put a lot of money, well, not a lot, it's only like 20 some odd dollars, which is a lot for me because I don't really gamble all that much. But yeah, put a lot of money on the Canadians and they just couldn't get shit done. Now, to be fair, I usually go with the high odds, you know, plus 240, plus 350 kind of bullshit, which I know is asking for a lot to go right when, yeah, the hockey gods just slap me in the face get that fucking gambling shit out of here that's weak son i want to beat the shit out of the canadians myself it's like whoa whoa hockey gods calm down you got the hundred million dollar team doing that shit you don't need to add salt to injury with that with montreal getting fucked by the refs again (laughs) yes as a vegas golden knights fan i know exactly what i'm talking about here boys and girls but man oh man the canadians just got their asses beat 5-1 in game one and you would think that as a Vegas Golden Knights fan you know seeing the Canadians rip his team's heart out yeah I'd be a little salty about it but not really no the better team won Vegas doesn't deserve shit I mean we've talked about this over and over again but the thing with this game that you know kind of caught my attention was that it was so close in that first two period where, you know, Carey Price is on his game. You have the Canadians scratching back. It's only 2-1 after two periods. And then the third period just <laughs> floodgates open. And the $100 million team said, nah, nah. We're worth $100 million and $18, $18. Oh, God, yeah. And if they were only $18 over the fucking cap space, we wouldn't really be having this, you know, cunty conversation about the hundred million dollar team that's 18 million dollars over the cap but yeah i mean overall great game by vasilevsky of course i mean the guy's just lights out and i mean come on man we have the two best goaltenders in the league going against each other and unfortunately for gary price fans your boy included it's a bit of an upsetting one but yeah yeah, we couldn't see the Super Saiyan God mode of Carey Price tonight, but eh, it's still a series. It's only one game, and you know I'm honestly hoping the uh, plus twelve hundred <laughs> that I have on the Canadians winning four to one in this series could still happen. Hey, man, you never fucking know, right? Because that's the again the true beauty of sports ball because we just don't know what the fuck can happen, right? Because, I mean, think about this. Think about this. 
when the series between the Canadians and the Vegas Golden Knights started, I said Knights in seven. Completely wrong on that shit, right? And you also had Vegas fans who were getting arrogant about it, saying, oh, we're going to sweep the Canadians, no problem. And then they add the salt, you know, the fucking toxic-ass, basic, sheep fucking Vegas fans were like, oh, you're going to get swept by the lightning. You don't fucking know that, man. You don't know that. This is only game one, and honestly... Other than that slide in the third period, you have a lot going for you, Canadians. And I think when you see guys like uh, Brendan Gallagher with the fucking war-torn face, just blood everywhere, and he's just keep going at it, it adds a fuel to the fire, in my opinion. Now, again, we're not getting so technical with, with this game one here. I'm just more looking at the... Supposed outlook for a game two and what we can sort of see for the Canadians. I mean, you're probably going to see Carey Price just lock his shit down, you know, unless the fucking Tampa Bay Lightning just does some filthy shit. I mean, they they, they can potentially do that. It's just because that team, yeah, $100 million, all of those fucking talents around them. But yeah, I'm personally hoping the Canadians win this. Uh, not for the team's sake, but I'm really hoping for Carey Price's sake. You know, Con Smythe winner Carey Price. I'm fucking putting that energy out there in the universe, kids. But, yeah, just unfortunate. You know, you can slice this way however, but, hey, the Canadians are down one nothing in this series. And you just got to brush the shit off, go into game two, go with that winning mentality, and hopefully get a game there at Tampa. Emily Arena. Is it Emily Arena or Emily? My pronunciation is shit. But you know what the fuck I mean, boys and girls. They're going to go home, you know, for game three. You know, Bell Center. And and maybe the fucking Canadians can get their shit rolling from that point on. Or maybe game two they get their shit rolling again. If you win four to one, I win a lot of money. (laughs) So, looking out for that shit, kids. Yet... Man, the Seneca final, it, it, it's just, it's wild. It's always wild, man. You don't know what the hell's going to happen. Of course, a lot of people are already writing off the Canadians. Oh, fucking Tampa Bay back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, shut the fuck up. Shut your fucking mouth. No one wants that happening except Tampa fans. Like, really? You really want Tampa Bay to go back-to-back? You motherfuckers were so salty and so cunty after the fucking Penguins won that shit back-to-back years. Why is it any different now? Huh? Oh, because it's Tampa. Shut the fuck up. Oh, Pat Maroon can go uh, have three cups in a row. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fucking shit? Ugh. Fuck Tampa. <laughs> it's just pure salt, boys and girls. I'm not, I'm not hiding any of that here. But yeah, I mean, the, the logical thing is, oh, you should have more salt against the Canadians. I don't. I don't. Why have salt against a team that thoroughly and fairly beat the shit out of my team? Hmm? There's not much to say, boys and girls. There's not much. I mean, as a Vegas fan, all I can hold hope onto is that, hey, Robin Lehner and Marc-Andre Fleury have a fantastic relationship. Maybe Marc-Andre Fleury, you know, gets a nice little contract extension, ends his career in Vegas, becomes a fucking first Vegas player where we retire his jersey and all that good shit. Right? That's that's what we're hoping. But, yeah, I don't know, man. As a Vegas fan, I mean, things are kind of bleak at the moment. So, all I can do is just enjoy some hockey without any emotions involved. Just money. 
Which, it's the cold-hearted shit, but that's that's just what I do now, man. Once my team is in, inevitably eliminated, right? I mean, that's what the Vegas Golden Knights just fucking do now. Yeah, I, I just enjoy the hockey and enjoy the product as is. And it's fucking great, man. And I've done that with every Stanley Cup final ever since I started watching hockey in 2017. And I don't hide that shit, kids. I don't. All these goddamn moron fucking keyboard warriors talking about, oh, Vegas has no fans. Dipshit. Dipshit. A lot of fucking Vegas people didn't give a shit about hockey. A a good chunk of them didn't give a shit about hockey until this fucking team came in. Understand that shit? Like, me personally, I lived in L.A., right? Between 98 and 04. Never followed the Kings. Didn't give a shit about them. But 2017... Hockey gets announced for Vegas. I get interested. Now I'm just asshole deep in the rabbit hole of hockey. And yeah, I love every fucking part of it. Of course, I complain, criticize, bitch, moan, and overanalyze. But tis hockey, boys and girls. Tis sports ball. It's brilliant. Yet, yeah, heartbreaking, of course. I mean, that's on par for the course, boys and girls. And if you don't understand that shit, why do you even watch sports? Hmm? You think your team should fucking win every time? Get the fuck out of here. No. It's ridiculous. And again, it it says a lot because I am a Lakers fan too. And I know what this fucking fan base, I I know what they want all the time. Oh, we want to win every time. It's not going to happen every time, man. It's not. I mean, look at the fucking Western Conference Final and the Eastern Conference Final right now. Clippers. Phoenix Suns. Milwaukee Bucks, Atlanta Hawks. Come on, man. Who would have thought? Who would have fucking thought, right? But these series are proving to be interesting. While the Phoenix Suns had a 3-1 series lead against the Clippers, now they're only up 3-2. After kind of fucking up Game 5. And CP3, are you seriously just programmed to choke? You can't get the Clippers gene out of your fucking system, you dipshit. Like, you fucking dipshit. You made Pandemic P look like decent P. Nah, that's all I gotta say. And Paul George coming after the game saying, Oh, I'm the most criticized, the most hated player in the league. I'm pretty sure LeWong James has a lot to say about that shit, you little prick. And I'm not fucking cheering for LeBron here. Like LeBron deserves all the ire, criticism, and hate for all the stupid shit he does. But, oh, Pandemic P, how fucking unaware are you of your own self, you arrogant fuck? This is why certain NBA players just piss me the fuck off, and I want to call them out as soon as fucking as I can whenever they get on some bullshit. Pandemic P, you are... You are no exception. You are one of the biggest fucking assholes out there. And honestly, honestly, I hope you lose at Staples Center in Game 6, you fucking asshole. Along with your fucking crew of misfit failures in the Clippers. Well, Tyron Lue. Tyron fucking Lue was a role player who won a championship in Staples Center in the proper fucking color of purple and gold. He's not going to do shit. With the fucking basement dwelling cunts. Fuck that. Oh, fuck off, Tyron. 
we, we, I've, I've come back from a 3-1 series before. You came back from a 3-1 series because you had LeBron James. Also, the fact that Draymond Green was fucking kicked the fuck off for game six because he was being an absolute asshole. And a lot of shit had to go right for that 3-1 fucking series deficit to be erased. And that was an NBA Finals. So I don't want to hear shit. Okay? You haven't proven anything, Clippers. You won one game after being down 3-1. Oh, good job. Hope your asses get fucking blasted in game six, you fucking pricks. Piss off. God, the fucking Clippers. You give them one little fucking thing. You give them one little Western Conference final, they get all up in their shit. Like, oh, this is the greatest team ever. What do you call the fucking 50-plus goddamn years of mediocrity, you assholes? Like, what? 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 What an embarrassment of a franchise, dude. I just control-alt-delete this shit if you lose in the Western. If you just get fucking ousted in game six, you should just control-alt-delete this fucking franchise. Seriously. It's a joke. It's a joke of a franchise. And once Kawhi leaves, and that's not if. Once Kawhi leaves, oh, you're going to be stuck with Pandemic P and... Hopefully Terrence Mon can fucking help you out with the Avits of Zubac. Oh, good lord. Yeah, have fun with that when you're, what, 11th in the Western Conference? <laughs> I mean, your, your usual seat warmer spot, right, bitch? So angry today. Dude, I'm fucking tired. Had a long fucking day. And, yeah, again, the Clippers winning doesn't help. But... The curious part is I put money on the Clippers because I thought they'd cover the spread, I believe, at plus five and a half, and I put the over at 214. thought the Phoenix Suns would win by like a two, three-point margin, and that was about it, but yeah. Won some gambling money there, Gibbs, but at what cost? <laughs> at what fucking cost? Makes me sick. Makes me fucking sick. It actually does. But what doesn't make me sick is the series between the Atlanta Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, the only thing that does get me sick is that, yeah, Trey Young is questionable for Game 4. We don't know the full extent of his injury at this point. Uh, I believe he was getting an MRI. But, yeah. Chris Middleton goes absolutely nuts in Game 3. Trey Young's injured, and you just don't know what the hell's going to happen at this point. Now, will, will Milwaukee grip their shit up, you know, Tighten, tighten their old assholes up and finally get to an NBA Finals? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I, I do call them the Portland Trailblazers of the East. I don't have any faith in Mike Budenholzer, but this is your best chance, Bucks. This is your absolute best chance to get to an NBA Finals and potentially win it all. Potentially. We just don't know yet. But very curious series at this point. The dynamic is very... You know, tentative, obviously, with Trey Young, you know, being questionable, but should be a fucking fun one, you know, boys and girls, right? Should be. But who the hell knows? Again, sports ball. And a beautiful mystery about it. But yeah, as a Lakers fan, I'm just sitting here enjoying the basketball going on, and I don't really have any complaints, you know, other than the fucking basement dwellers using our fucking stadium to romp around in, embarrassingly. You know, stomping themselves like, hey, this, this is our, this is our peak. <laughs> that's your peak. Your Western Conference Final. That's your peak. That's so cute. That's adorable. But yeah, 
yeah. Lakers fans are just disappointed, of course. As I am I disappointed with all this sweat coming out from all the fatty food that I ate today. But rest assured, boys and girls, your boy is fully focused. Well, not really. But hey, your boy is feeling good about the sports ball action going on right now. And one good sports ball action that's been going on right now is some Dodgers baseball. Now, after this four-game losing skid, you know, getting swept by the Padres in San Diego, getting no hit by the fucking Cubs, the Dodgers have been doing pretty okay. Beat the Cubs three times, you're fucking... Doing a little bit of a close uh, bullet dodge there with the San Francisco, uh, San Francisco Giants, which you are now, I believe, two and a half games behind now with the win today. So things are looking up for the Dodgers, and hopefully they can string everything together despite the fact that, yes, Corey Seager's injury has plateaued. Uh, he is not practicing batting, which is super concerning, although it does give a lot of you know play time and a little bit more... Uh, Getting used to in the position for Gavin Lux, who is a natural shortstop, and we all know that Corey can be a little bit concerning as a shortstop. So, for the LA Dodgers, despite the injuries, things are things are on the right foot right now, and you know it's it's no real fucking accident that you have my boy Cody Bellinger coming back, and all of a sudden the the vibe feels better. The juice is flowing. I mean, you get to your home stadium, crowds full capacity. I love LA. That's just how it is, baby. That's just how it is. And yes, I am that annoying Lakers Dodgers fan. I mean, I'm, I'm always gonna, you know, get very antsy and arrogant about you know the, the city of LA and how there's only two teams. And yeah, shout out to the Kings. You, you are that third team, but yeah. L.A. only has the Lakers and Dodgers. I don't want to hear any of the goddamn shit. But, yeah, enjoying all the sports ball going on right now. But certainly, boys and girls, other than the sports ball that I do enjoy is, you know, digging my time into YouTube. And, you know, yes, as, as we are kind of veering away from sports ball right now, I do want to talk about some of my favorite channels on YouTube that I happily recommend and I will be talking about for a bit. Also, to But I've actually made this list a little bit uh, in, in, um, yesterday when I was just dilly-dallying. And I figured, you know, why not list all the cats that I fucking consistently watch, whether it be sports ball or uh, miscellaneous shit. And, man, when we talk about sports ball, there's only one man that... In terms of uh, hockey that I will trust overall, and it's the hockey guy. I've, for, I'd say months, years at this point, you know, always shouted out hockey guy. Uh, just because his content is absolutely amazing. And the amount of work and effort he puts into all of his content. And the sheer amount of information that he will just give you is, it's brilliant. It's almost like an encyclopedia of hockey on YouTube, and he also adds this like very witty, dry humor on top of it, which just makes it so fun to watch. And 
I'd always tell any of my uh, Vegas friends uh, who, you know, are into hockey, but not super into it. I'd say, watch the hockey guy. This dude is like a teacher. He will educate you. He will enlighten you. And he will make you appreciate hockey more in an objective form rather than the, you know, uh, you know, tunnel vision uh, way of just viewing from one team's perspective. And honestly, it's helped me immensely as a Vegas Golden Knights fan because I can take my Vegas brain out and just kind of look at it from the hockey perspective. And you saw me call out my fucking team all throughout the goddamn series against the Montreal Canadiens and even against the fucking abs, even against the wild, because it's the hockey guy's style of just objectivity. That's really helped me to just kind of see and assess a little bit more in depth and it's fucking awesome because you just get to appreciate all the other teams, all the other 30 teams, soon to be 31 teams, that are in the NHL and other hockey shit that goes around in the world. And it, it just genuinely makes your brain fucking work and cycle and all this shit. And, man, shout out to the hockey guy. I absolutely love and adore his channel. I'd recommend it to anybody who loves hockey. And, of course... You know, kind of following along in that same, you know, fashion. But in baseball, I put Foolish Baseball up top in terms of content creator. The dude is just so fucking funny to watch. Uh, I believe his name's Bailey, if I'm not mistaken, uh, his real name. Uh, but Foolish Baseball, he breaks shit down in baseball in, in a new perspective where people really wouldn't see or putting a, a more layman's uh, style explanation for these stat cast baseball things, the, these, you know, nuances of the sport. And, you know, that's come up recently where you have these advanced statistics that you can't really figure out, but it's such an easy consumable uh, product that foolish baseball pushes out. And honestly, it's another channel that made me just appreciate baseball, not just from a Dodgers perspective, but from everything else. Like, Oh, this is what's going around in baseball. There's these things to look out for. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still all about my team, of course, but again, it, it's that nice little objectivity that, that is imposed in front of you that you are able to appreciate the art form and the sports ball more. And that's what I truly do appreciate about all these dudes I'm shouting out. And I also got to uh, put in a mention for uh, basketball here, a funky diabetic. Uh, I know a lot of people for basketball tend to go for the more hyped up fucking ADD, G fuel, adrenaline filled asshole kids. But I like a funky diabetic mainly because he's just very calm, monotonous, yet fucking hilarious when he when he needs to be and when he talks about basketball it it doesn't have to be the specific know-how and whatnot but it's just these little perspectives of i'd say you know just wanting to understand the game and, and loving the game of basketball that he just able to express out things pretty Pretty well, in my opinion. And again, I'd recommend any of these cats you should just check out and see for yourself. But these are just my opinions on how I view them. And of course, you have in the realm of football for me, a top villain who is unbelievably fucking funny. This dude 
explicit content throws every fucking curse word out there his analogies and like prison loving <laughs> talking about a fucking uh edge rusher just getting at quarterbacks and shit or, or a goddamn receiver getting fucking clowned by a a defensive back his humor is just solid my kind of um bitter dark humor that i absolutely love and you know when top villain uh covers seahawks football it's not that wishy-washy shit we get from mainstream media garbage it's in-depth film analysis which i absolutely love and in that sphere i also like to shout out brett coleman uh set the edge I think QB School is also a really great channel. Those three cats are also fucking fantastic. And yeah, I'd always recommend these cats whenever you're checking off um, and any sports ball, really. Because again, objectivity is the name of the game. Because again, when you see the line without any sort of weird influence, weird fucking curves, it makes you appreciate that shit even more. But Certainly, who does put a little bit of twinge and, and terror on his shit is, of course, urinating tree. I, holy fuck, man. You have no idea how much I love urinating tree. I've been following the dude for years. His content's always great. And, you know, to see him just have all his numbers go up so significantly over the years, it just makes me so happy for the guy. And, hell yeah. I mean, Pittsburgh dude. Of course, there there's that salt from... Uh, the Seahawks fan here, but no, no, urinating tree is fantastic. Love to, you know, ever, ever see him in real life. You know, give him a little, little pound and say, Hey man, great content. You want a beer? Want to chat up sports? Fuck your Steelers. <laughs> I, I'd say that to a lot of Pittsburgh fans to be fair. I mean, that, that, that's just my fucking warm greeting, so to speak for every Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But you know, in the realm of football, you you have that. You have all these things that you're in tree covers. I mean, he, he covers all the sports ball. But there's also football. Not just football, but football. And Tifa football does a great coverage. Uh, they do those little animated, um, not animated, but drawn on uh, sketches of whatever fucking players, coach, whatever have you. And then just explain very thoroughly and, and very easily to again digest these concepts of football like whenever they're explaining tactics or uh, a variation on a certain formation it it's not only the visuals that makes it easy it's just the simplicity of the explanation just makes it just so digestible and again i am a fucking huge football fan but tifa football is one of those supplemental channels that i absolutely just love consuming just so i can get a little bit more awareness on what else is going on other than Arsenal, all this shit. And that's what the purpose of all these channels are. I mean, generally for sports ball. It's just to educate me personally, just outside of my own little fucking bubble of my own teams. And it's fucking brilliant. But certainly uh, on YouTube, I'm, I'm not just, you know, delving into sports ball here. I got other shit that I just watch constantly. Uh, the Critical Drinker is somebody that I just adore so goddamn much. You beautiful Scottish bastard. You you fucking dissect the fuck out of just pedo with movies and you, you add your flair to it. And God bless you, my man. <laughs> I fucking love The Critical Drinker. He is one of those cats that, yes, I mean, it's one of those hobbies that I had to fucking kill off for myself, but... 
always check in on the critical drinker just to get his take because it's that bitter pessimism that I know that I will glue on to because I know how fucking horrible Peter would on all that shit is. And the general fucking malaise and mediocrity coming out of Petalwood right now with the regurgitated crap. Yeah, I mean, same sentiments are shared in uh, The Critical Drinker, yet he's still in love with that hobby of watching uh, movies and all that shit, and kudos. And again, that keeps me kind of tethered into what's going on out there and all that shit. And some of these channels, yeah, it's just meant for, you know, entertainment or just kind of keeping an eye out on shit. But, yeah, entertainment always comes in the form of Buff Corral. This dude is amazing. All right, I don't know if any of you know who Buff Corral is. If you don't, please check him out. This man exudes confidence. He has done a lot of covers of... Uh, singing and dancing and a lot of you might just listen and watch and think oh it's just some kooky guy dancing and singing a little off key but for me it's a guy who has put in the work he is consistent he is so passionate about what he does and now he does original songs and I see the progress each and every way and shout out to uh, my boy Maester Mike who also understands the greatness that is Buff Corell and man you guys just need to check him out he is he always lights up my day you know I always watch Buff Corell when I'm kind of having a shitty day and again just that that pure passion for what he does is just so invigorating and makes me so fucking happy that yes there are people who don't give a fuck about what other people think and they just do their shit and it just makes me feel so good to see stuff like that but certainly the last two channels that i want to talk about on youtube that i, I just fucking delve into is the grand line review which is a one piece channel run by an aussie named uh, liam and yeah, I mean, that just mostly has to do with my manga obsession right now with One Piece and also my just general obsession with One Piece. And I feel like Grand Line Review does a really great and thorough job with One Piece. Yeah, certain faux pas here and there, but man, that's on par for the course. And again, when, when you can maintain a kind of objectivity to the arts, I will look at you and think, oh, something interesting to talk about and that makes me think that makes me assess my own opinions and say hmm maybe and then you go back to the direct source material gives you new perspective new little paradigm shifts here and there and that's what's so fun and again i i know i keep saying fun i keep fucking repeating and recycling the same words but boys and girls i am fucking tired today i'm i'm, I'm pushing this shit but what i also want to push is aural nuts Kids, if you don't know who Arlnots is right now, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Arlnots is life. They make music. They make parody. They make just balls-to-the-wall shit. And I'd recommend that anytime. And, kids, I think that'll do it for the night. And, yeah. I know I keep saying this, but this 30 for 30 and 30... (laughs) 2K21 edition has been kind of lackluster at best, but yeah, I do blame myself on this. I could have recorded earlier today, but I was hungry. Now I got the itis and I'm tired of shit and it is super late. So we're going to 
and to there upload this shit and you motherfuckers will regret that you clicked on it. <laughs> That'll do it for me. And until tomorrow, fuck off.